Today we celebrate a saint. His name is Thomas More. Thomas More, does anyone know? Has anyone heard this name before? Okay, some people, yeah. So he was born in London, England. Has anyone been to London, England before? Okay, a couple people. And he, he was born about 500 years ago. Anyone born 500 years ago? Okay, just one person, two people. Two people born 500 years ago. <laughs> okay, so Thomas More, he was one of the smartest guys in all of London, England. And he went to Oxford. It was like the best school in London, England. And Thomas More was thinking either about becoming a lawyer or becoming a priest. Because he was really, really smart in school. He was studying for law. But he loved God so, so, so much that he was thinking about becoming a priest. What do you think? Do you think he became a lawyer or a priest? Who says priest? Priest. Eh. Lawyer. He became a lawyer. He's a saint. It's actually possible to be a saint and a lawyer. This is good news. My brother's a lawyer, so it's possible to be a saint and a lawyer. Thomas More has a, had a family. He had four children. It's possible to have four children and to become a saint. He became a saint in a really special way. Remember, he's like one of the smartest guys in all of England. And so the king of England, his name is King Henry VIII, he said, oh, I want Thomas More to be my advisor. It's called Lord Chancellor. Isn't that like the most fancy title ever? Imagine if your name was Lord Chancellor. So he was the Lord Chancellor of England. He was King Henry VIII's right-hand man. Like King Henry VIII, whenever he had a question, whenever he needed support, Whenever he needed counsel or guidance or anything, he went to Thomas More for help. And so one day, King Henry VIII, he had a real difficult problem. He couldn't have any children. His wife, Catherine Varagorn, she couldn't have any children. And so King Henry VIII came up with a plan. He was going to get divorced from his wife. And he's going to marry a new woman, Anne Boleyn, hoping that he would have a child, especially a son, so that you have a new heir to the throne, right? You keep the family line as a king. And so he asked Thomas More, what do you think about this? And Thomas More said, don't do it. You can't get divorced. Okay? Do you think King Henry VIII liked that advice? No. Do you think it took a lot of courage from Thomas More to say that to the king? Yeah. So Thomas More told the king, you cannot get divorced from your wife. That's not allowed by God. So King Henry VIII thought, well, I'm going to ask the Pope himself. So he wrote a letter to the Pope. Can I get divorced from my wife to marry Anne Boleyn so I can have a new heir to the kingdom? What do you think the Pope said? Yes or no? No. So the Pope said no. So King Henry VIII, he was really angry. And so Thomas More got fired. He got fired from his job. And guess where he was put? He was locked away in a dungeon. Has anyone been locked away in a dungeon before? Maybe just in a video game or something. <laughs> he was locked away in a dungeon. 
And this dungeon was really small. It was really dirty, really dark, really cold. He was given like no food in this dungeon. And the only way he was going to get out is if he supported King Henry VIII to marry a new woman, to get divorced from one wife and to marry a new woman. Do you think, King, do you think Thomas More, what do you think he did? Did he say that King Henry VIII could get divorced from his wife? No, he stayed faithful. So for 15 months, 15 months, imagine that, 15 months, he was locked away in a dungeon and he would have family come to him, even his own family members. Remember he had four kids? His family members would come and say, please, please just uh, change your mind, allow him to get divorced, approve his decision, and then you can live a new life. You can get out of this horrible dungeon and live a new life. Thomas More said, no. Eventually, King Henry VIII founded his own church. It's called the Church of England. And he made every single person in England swear an allegiance that he is the new leader of the church. So every single person in England had to acknowledge that King Henry VIII is the new leader of the church. And Thomas More was given this letter. Do you think he signed it? No, he did not sign this letter. And so, what happens if you don't sign the letter? It's called treason. And do you know what happens if you are convicted of treason? One body part gets chopped off. Do you know which body part? It's your head. So, his family was so, so sad his four children, so sad. And he told one of his children, he said, there is no sorrow on earth that heaven cannot heal. We'll say this together. There, I'll say it one more time and then you can say it with me. There is no sorrow on earth that heaven cannot heal. So say it with me. There is no sorrow on earth that heaven cannot heal. Someone turned this into a song recently, but Thomas More is the official author of this quote. There is no sorrow on earth that heaven cannot heal. So it was really, really sad for his children that daddy left, right? But he died faithful to God, and he's now in heaven forever. So there's no sorrow on earth that heaven cannot heal. So many of us have sorrows, sad moments. But if we stay faithful to Jesus, like Thomas More, one day, one day, Jesus promises there's no sorrow on earth that heaven cannot heal. So we've had a lot of sad moments. Well, not a lot. We've had a at least a couple very sad moments here this year at Corpus Christi. But we remember, does anyone know the quote? There is no sorrow on earth that what? Heaven cannot heal. So one day, Thomas More, when he died, he got to experience this. 
when his children died and they were faithful to Jesus to the end and they saw Thomas More hopefully in heaven, uh, they got to experience this as well, that there's no sorrow on earth that heaven cannot heal. 